Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This show is brought to you by Boxed, our commercial partner. And why do we want to mention them, Michael? Because they were dead good to us. Charity Walk sponsors, our recent Charity Walk, first year and second year, helped to feed and water and carry home and fuel hundreds of Leeds United fans. Yeah, it was much appreciated, the whole thing. It's a lot easier when you've got a sponsor on board because you can start to uh, you can start to, to pay for things and make everything just, just flow nice and smoothly. Yeah, thank you to Boxed, who uh, have brought us an offer that we can deliver to you as well. Warmer months, you're not thinking too much about heating at this point. What are you thinking about? Air conditioning. You're cooling. £50 off air conditioning. So Box don't just do boilers. They do air con as well as loads of other stuff like home cover, electrical vehicle chargers. It's all through the same booking process as well, which kind of suits me because you can see the price of it. You kind of go through loads of steps on it. You say, I live in this sort of house. I've got this bathroom set up. If it's boilers, if you say it's air con, you say it's this size of room. It's on a ground floor. Yeah, this many rooms. I want this. Great stuff. Fixed price. That's the important bit, yeah. Yeah, you get to the end and it says, all right, it's this much. Which day do you want it on? All right, that's available, and then you book it. I'd like it. I'd like air conditioning several days ago. <laughs> well, yes, <laughs> it's come very, very warm in the UK. And at the end, you put in a TSB fifty for your discount. TSB fifty is the discount code, yeah, to get fifty pounds off your uh, your installation. That applies to boilers as well, I believe. Everything. Very, very good. So, thanks again to Boxed for their support on the um, on the walk. One good turn deserves another. Have a look at boxed.co.uk. The Square Ball Podcast. Hello there, welcome to the show. Dan here with Michael and Rob, three of your square ball walkers. We did 92 miles, well, almost. Uh, some of us last week raising money for Andy's Man Club. The Gary Speed charity walk as well. Let's start at the start, which is the reason why we did this, is to remember Gary Speed, obviously died by suicide. Is it 11 years ago now, 12 mm-hmm. or thereabouts? Um, it was well, Last year we did it to mark the... 10th, didn't we? And also the celebration of Leeds winning the title with Gary and the team and all that stuff. So yeah, and then it went so well. Decided to do it again, didn't we? Yeah, so we did North Wales back to Leeds last year. This year we did Everton. We did Goodison Park back to Leeds, back to Ellen Road. Worked out about, I mean, it's uh, symbolically 92 miles, although it probably went a little bit over. It always does because you have a bit of a wonder, don't you? When you've been, <laughs> you've been in the bushes for toilets and stuff, it all adds up. It all adds up. But yeah, we went there. It, in a straight row, a straight line, it's not 92 miles, but we did via Bolton, via Burnley, and via Halifax. So all the hot spots. All the lovely, the lovely sites. Uh, so we'll talk about the reason why we did it, which was Andy's Man Club, just towards the back end of the show. It's worth telling the story of the walk because, you know, you set 110 people off walking together between two fine northern cities and things are going to happen. You're going to have your little adventures. There was illness, injury, incidents... Some things were witnessed along the way that uh, opened your eyes a little bit, which we'll get to at the start. So uh, we met at Ellen Road on Wednesday, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Uh, the What was the date? Oh, I don't lo- know, last Wednesday. Lost, yeah. lost all <laughs> concept of time. Seven, seven days ago, was it? Yeah. Uh, so it was Wednesday the 7th, it yeah. was, of June 2023. And we got the buses over to Goodison Park. We should thank Leeds United for providing the buses for us as well, for everybody on. Had a little, had a little doze on the coach. Did you manage a doze or not? Did a heck. No. Didn't sleep yeah. at all. Sleeping was cheating that night. So we had to get up really early. Plus I was panicking about hotels and shirts and stuff. So I, I think I had about half an hour's kip. And yeah. then just, I eventually it got to, you know, one of those nights where you're actually kind of relieved to be able to get up. I think I set my alarm for 
five to four. When we got to half three, I was like, I'm just getting up. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> sleeping at all. It's yeah. a complete waste of time. It's, it's just all panic at that point, isn't it? Mm. So like my whole approach this year was, oh, I've not trained as much as last year, but there's no amount of training that's going to make it easy. So I'm just going to accept it's hard. But then it, it got to that day and you're on the, the coach over and it's like, yeah, got to do this now. We've got to walk back. Yeah. I hope it's going to be fine. If you are watching the video version of this, Michael has the shirt on as well. We should say thank you to Boxed, who uh, were the primary sponsor for this, who fed us and watered us along the way, didn't they? They paid for, for lunch for over 100 people. So They did. Thank you to them. Which is massively important on something like this, because you've got to try and get 110 people to say like, oh, I'll just go into KFC or whatever, as you go past it, is, is not really doable. So having it lunch provided every day, our brilliant helpers were, were bringing that in. But then also Boxed helped us pay for stuff like the snacks and water at all the break points we had and then all the medical supplies I think we spent like 150 quid on tape yeah. <laughs> for this year because we got through that much this year, last year and all the compedes and stuff like that and also things like insurance and van hire and boring stuff you don't think of but yeah I'm, I'm really good and um, yeah the second year in a row they've supported us so thank you very much for that yeah so we started Goodison Park we got there it was about a quarter to eight we got there on on Wednesday morning. Um, thanks to Everton for opening their car park to let us use that as well. And we all gathered. And uh, if you have been following it on socials, we had uh, a celebrity wizard on the walk, which was amazing. Matt Lewis of the uh, Leeds United official, the Leeds United podcast. Who He's came... mainly known for that, I would say. What, the official pod? The official Leeds oh, United podcast. Yeah. Never mind Harry Potter. They're with his brother Anthony and they kicked things off because we managed to uh, make the National BBC News aware of this and having a little bit of celebrity pull meant that they... Uh, spoke to BBC Breakfast News uh, at like 8 o'clock in the morning, which is like prime time. They insisted we didn't go near the screen. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> there, there were 100 Leeds fans just in the background, and we all behaved ourselves with the live TV cameras in front of mm. us, which is absolutely, I think, remarkable. Yeah, there was, there was talk of some some protest banners in the background, but <laughs> yeah, we, we let it go. There was one moment where Chris McMenemy was like, oh, we are live. Like, <laughs> okay, I'll behave now. <laughs> So yeah, uh, Matt and Anthony did the news thing. Then we just set off, didn't we? It was eight o'clock. We set off from um, from Goodison Park. And a, a day that was predominantly yomping up one road, the East Lanks Road, which if you've never been to that part of the world, you're not familiar with what it's like. It's a, a dual carriageway, major A road, and yeah. just no fun at all. Yeah, it's a thoroughly miserable start to the day. People are like, how long been this road for then? 12 miles. <laughs> <laughs> no just- turns. Nothing. Straight on. Straight yeah. on. Yeah. Although there was something to look at, I believe. I missed this. This was just before we got onto that main road. We were just around the corner from Goodison, about two minutes into the walk, and uh, a group of us was stopped at some traffic lights and just heard one of us shout, is he having a shit? And we looked, not, not one of the walkers. Not one say. of the walkers. And we looked, yeah. we looked ahead of the traffic lights, and indeed there was a, a little flat above a, a shop, and in the, the window, like the frosted glass of a bathroom, you could just see the silhouette. Of indeed, was a it man. A, was it a flesh-coloured silhouette? Yes, or? indeed. A man sat on the toilet and then his window was open, so I think he could hear his whole cheering. So I don't know if what he did was for us, but when he went to wipe, he uh, he put his foot up on the windowsill next to him, which I've never seen before, never heard of. No, um, either. Feels quite graphic, that. Yeah, it was... Um, he must have heard us. I don't know if it was some form of performance for us, but um, he's been waiting all his life for this. Yeah, it was. It it, it didn't deter him. Let's say that anyway. Maybe just a natural performer. Give it a yeah. try as well. Maybe it gets the angles. Yeah, I'm asking my landlord if I can move the <laughs> position of the toilet in my bathroom. Can you put up a shelf about sort of waist high next to the toilet? We'll we'll bear weight. We'll yeah. bear a shelf. Uh, so that was good fun. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we crossed the international border from Liverpool back into England. Of course, yeah. So it was another international walk. That was good fun. Um, did you, what happened to you as you crossed the border? Were there any checks or? Uh, no, no. Just, I was being booed out of there. Yeah. Uh, going to, you sort of, it's kind of Wigan, I think we moved into, wasn't it, after that? Yeah, something along those. Yeah, we skirted the, around the south part of uh, of Wigan, I think. Yeah, yeah. And where, how far did the East Lanks Road go in terms of, did it go past Wigan? I've, I kind of lost it, track. kind of took a left turn off it and then went under the sort of south east of Wigan it's a bit of a rugby league tour isn't it because we yeah. saw so, so a sign for St Helens at one point and... yeah yeah so we did we did all that and then um, the accent's changing bizarrely as you go through it like within <laughs> within like a, an hour's walk it feels like you've gone from like Scouse to, to Wigan different, so, a different country isn't it well exactly which I think for the benefit of our international listeners viewers would never they'd never know just how nuanced and mm. different the accents are within 20 minutes half an hour of one place to another so it's such a special accent, isn't it? Mm. Scarf accent. Very much so, Michael. 
so into the, the southern parts of Wigan. Where did we stop for lunch on day number one? It was Dubshaw Cross Social Club, it was called. And you you picked all the lunch venues as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's basically the whole thing just becomes a tour of uh, working men's clubs and weather spoons <laughs> <laughs> because you just go lunchtime. Where's a where's somewhere you can you can stop and has a bar and lots of space. So and then on the evening, where I can serve like food for fifty people without any warning. Weather spoons. They got the, they got the microbes for it. Why not? Yeah, so we we finally turned off the East Lanks Road after after twelve miles of the walk. So day number one was twenty seven miles, wasn't it? It was the longest of the days, which <laughs> echoed, mirrored rather the um, day one from from last year when we walked from North Wales. Yeah, um, sorry about the route in that. It was pretty boring, wasn't it? To Warrington, <laughs> it was pretty boring, but spirits were pretty high on on day number one. Although I'm fairly sure by the time the first break stop came in the morning, it was like a pub just off the East Lanks Road, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. The uh, there were blisters forming among. Some people. Oh, so you were you were talking yourself in front of a wacky warehouse, which is <laughs> I, I, advised. I went to look for somewhere against the terms of the upper roll. I would say <laughs> I went to look for somewhere private to apply some gentleman's talc. I didn't realise it was a wacky warehouse right in front of me. It's got to be a different route next. <laughs> I'll run past there. <laughs> yeah. um, and yeah, to lunch from the social club. And what was the afternoon's walk like for you? Can't remember. I had, I had <laughs> ploddy. Yeah, I had a bit of a meltdown that first day. I got it out of the way nice and early. It was the end of that first day after the final break, which was just in like a. Sainsbury's car park walking into Bolton with like loads of traffic going to a pink concert and that was just pretty relentless longest day and yeah it was the last few miles of that I was like oh no I think I've really underestimated this I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it anymore just everything hurting and yeah I couldn't really leave the hotel that night I was just ordering food to the hotel and is, going to the hotel bar it's worth saying that like everybody at some point on that walk or the vast majority of people, you have a mental wobble, don't you, where you mm. think, I don't want to, or I can't do this, or I'm really not enjoying this, this is making me sad. And I think mine came on the, the on part of Burnley, further in the walk. But uh, it's an emotional roller coaster, isn't it? It's a, it's a psychological thing as much as anything. And it is, it is a really, really long way to walk. I know like people, if you've probably walked like 15 miles, I think is a fairly standard distance most people have walked, but 27 is a lot more than that. Like, and it, it's, you, 12, it's 12 miles more you, you, but it, fe- it doesn't feel anything like doing 15 miles twice if you know what I mean it's, <laughs> it's like different, bit, different bits of your feet start hurting and bits like up your shins that you've never, never hurt before start tweaking yeah. and, uh, and then you've got to do it again the next day I, uh, yeah and that's the thing it's the compound thing isn't it it's doing it day after day after day and I, I had a bit of a moment at that final stop at Sainsbury's because that, it got quite hot in the afternoon mm-hmm. it was late afternoon by that point wasn't it and uh I think that's when I noticed that my I had blisters started to form because I'd gone I'd really gone to town I'd done so much research on different trainers I got wide toe box trainers I went for double socks you also have some of the biggest the widest feet I've ever seen as well <laughs> yeah. I reckon each, each of your toes is like a kilogram <laughs> <laughs> but I, I was looking at them compared to mine I've got such dainty little toes you're not dainty my, my feet are beautiful I'll have you know I think it's, it's probably just because I spent a lot of time in unsupportive trainers and as you get older your feet start to flatten and my arches have collapsed and stuff so, and, and like this, this is where my problems start my little toes tuck under my fourth toe so my pinky toe mm. is essentially being walked on at all times but I thought I'd mitigated against this by double socking it, by lubing my feet, taping my feet, still didn't do enough. And it was there at that point that I noticed that they started to to blister. So I taped up both my little toes, but still not quite enough to uh, to, to deal with the problem. Um, how, how did you feel at the end of day one as we uh, as we rocked into, was it Bolton day number it was one? Bolton, God, yeah. it's a long way. I'm just looking on the map now. It's a long way between Liverpool and Bolton. Yeah, I was very, very tired. I think the lack of sleep plus all the walking, I went out. Uh, we did get to spoons, didn't we? You had another little a little problem there as well. You sat at the table going, I'm going to be sick. I'm going to be sick. <laughs> well, I mean, I looked, I looked oh, at it. Now. I need some food. I'm going to be sick. I, looked, <laughs> I like how you just completely embellished the tone of that. Then. I think I seem to remember just being sat there with my head in my hands on the table going, I really don't feel well. It was like, like a Victorian gentle, uh, a Victorian lady fanning himself going, oh, I'm going to faint. But I, uh, I was feeling so nauseous because I looked at my phone. So you're, you're burning off something like it's about four thousand calories a day, maybe even more. From you know, you're, so your resting calories are, are what you'd normally burn off just on any given day, mm. and then all your active calories on top of that are the ones that you're burning off just just from walking. And tw- like you say, twenty seven miles is a long, long way. But by the time we got into Bolton and chucked the stuff in the hotel, and then went out again, it was sort of like eight o'clock, I think it was, wasn't it? Mm. And you're looking to get food in Weatherspoons. Which Weatherspoons did we go to? What was it called? Bolton Weatherspoon. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember. I've probably actually checked the receipts on my phone, to be honest. 
Um, yeah, yeah. My, my email inbox is just because they, they also bring pints to your seat there, which is nice. But my, my email inbox is just, <laughs> full, of, just full of <laughs> where the spoons your seats when I got to the end of it. Well, we didn't do that thing where you could post on Twitter what your table number is and people sent awful drinks to you because they that could did happen. On there. That did happen later on. Yeah. But not from me, I would say. But yeah, I was just sat there at the table like, and I, I ordered a pizza and, and some nachos as well thinking, I'm just going to carb load because I'm so hungry. I'm so calorie deficient. But then I just got these huge waves of nausea coming over me because I burnt so many calories. So then, I felt sick, so I didn't want to eat, but I needed to eat to stop feeling sick. And I ended up in this awful spiral of just, <laughs> just spiraling out of control. I was feeling really sad and sorry for myself. Then my pizza came and I like, took a little tiny bite and like trying to keep it down. And then it, so my body went, oh, food, this is good. And then and it gradually mm. receded from there. But I remember I ordered like a pint of lemonade and uh, and I, I was struggling to get that down. Do you know what the, you know what the trick is? If we, and if we do it next year, I've been told, we need to get an ice cream van along for the ride. Ice cream oh. is the best way to get calories in. When you're walking, mm. do you remember when Eddie Izzard did like it was like 26 marathons in 26 days, whatever it was? He had a, an ice cream van along along for the way because he found it was the best way to get calories and an energy. That's uh, that's good to know because on Monday I did eat an obscene amount of ice cream for <laughs> the walk. So yeah, I did too. Then I was I was putting in the group. I was eating I was eating a full tub of raspberry ripple. Got out the, <laughs> got out the fridge and set about it. <laughs> it was like. I got two liter one. Just, just sat, sat there doing it all in. <laughs> I bet you got one of those massive white tubs, didn't you? One of the cheap ones. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I love shit raspberry ripple. It's a weird. I don't know if it's a weird childhood thing, but like I've had more expensive raspberry ripple, and I prefer the shit stuff that crystallizes. <laughs> There's something about it that really satisfies me. So day two, we're leaving Bolton, and we are heading over to Burnley, across the countryside. It was it was nice. It was a bit of a nicer walk that one. It was. It was a lovely, lovely walk. Um, I did get sparked by um, spiked by barbed wire. That's what sparked you. Was this well <laughs> taking a swing? Well, there was some there was some near cow attacks at one point on, yeah. the, on this walk. People were because obviously we're in spring. Um, it's the time when all the farm animals have little babies and things like that. But cows have quite big babies and they grow mm. quite quickly. And there were some cows milling around. And do you remember we walked up that hill and you could hear them all going absolutely mental and up in in the distance. There's like some sort of cow party going on. And by the time we got there, it's all, all started gathering close to the fence. We kind of had to creep through. And then as we went, I remember turning around and looking behind me and they'd crept into the exact part of the, the field that people needed to walk to get through and weren't budging. See, I tested all this route because it's on footpaths. And all I said to people on this day was, that wasn't there when I did it. Because there's just like, <laughs> there were loads of bits where it was like, there was all of a sudden six foot nettles and it was like, yeah, they weren't there in they're, March. Yeah, they've grown since spring. Imagine that. All these fences are closed. Yeah, they were. They were all open. All these cows weren't there. Yeah, they, were, they weren't there. Either. <laughs> it's almost like things can change, and it might. Yeah, I try my best. Try my best to make how, know where we were going. How did you get shanked on some barbed wire then? Because I saw you getting taped up at the first stop, and I was just like, "How has he already done?" This? Well, um, it was. Do you remember when we were cutting through some relatively? It was after the cows. We were cutting through some relatively narrow pathways where the nettles were, and I'm, I'm fairly sure I saw some waist high nettles and sort of jumped without realising instinctively to avoid being stung, but basically impaled myself on my abdomen on the barbed wire on that side. And it has punctured the skin to the extent where uh, when I contacted the urgent treatment centre, more of that to come in a minute, they did advise me I probably didn't need a tetanus shot, but just keep an eye on it. I advised you that. Yeah. You were saying, oh, I might need a tetanus. I'm going to have a tetanus. <laughs> well, that's well, well, oh, fine. Well, Casey, Casey was looking. Yeah, you'd have tried to fucking scoop it out or something with a pen knife, <laughs> knowing you. You'd have done it DIY style, wouldn't you? But Casey was looking after us all. She was like, yeah, get a tetanus shot. But when I spoke to the, the lady at the end, why, why I wasn't in charge of medical stuff. Ah, <laughs> oh, it's fine. Yours is the, uh, the kind of the. So fucking moaning. <laughs> the pre anesthetic days of shoved down a bottle of rum and saw it off, aren't you? Exactly. Just gouge, gouge like a tennis ball sized lump out of your side and it, it'll get any, any of the infection. <laughs> So there was that. What do you remember from, from day two heading into Burnley? Crossing the golf course was fun, wasn't it? Yeah, that, that was, was lot, nice. The whole thing was a lot better because I'd done that before. It was very, very, very wet the first time I did that. So it was really pleasant because mm. I was like, the, uh, if, if they gave him uh, 100 quid actually, one of the pubs, it was like just off the route. But I'd said, oh, they were nice in there because when I did my practice walk, I went in there with like cow shit up to my knees because <laughs> I'd, I'd been on the first route <laughs> over the tops. And it was the route that got abandoned. I didn't, I didn't take everyone on this route because it was it was so incredibly wet when I did it. But it was like the the paths were all just um, streams. So then it was with my mate uh, James. We were going around the sides of the of it. But then when you stood on the grass, your feet like sunk in about two foot. So I just had like and uh, my boots are still ruined for it to this day. I've washed them a few times. It's just as soon as they get heat up, they just smell like um, warmed up shit, <laughs> which, is, which, is, which is not great. Um, but yeah, they, they took us in there. Have you thought about washing them or? I've done it a couple of times. Yeah. 
just no shift in set it. Set fire to them. It's just no shift. I did not in set it. fire to them. No, I've just they're been, expensive, so I'm yeah. keeping them. Obviously, right, I'm not yeah. going to throw them away, even though even though I do smell. Just, of... put, just put them somewhere in your garage or a cupboard somewhere where. That's exactly what I've done. Good lad. <laughs> in the garage they go forever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they uh, they they took us in there for a pint, even though it was loads of pensioners trying to have a nice meal. <laughs> just <laughs> me and my mate stinking a cow shit, dripping wet through, sat on a wet in their bar stools. But yeah, they, they were nice there. So yes, I enjoyed it. I thought thought it was pleasant compared to that. Yeah, coming we cut through the golf course, which I I always had visions of... uh, There were no golfers on it, thankfully, at that time, but um, either somebody getting hit by a ball or just them being really resentful of 100 Mm. people tramping through on their posh grass. Yeah, I thought it was an interesting choice to add a bit of risk to the walk. (laughs) Can you dodge the golf balls? Bit of an assault course vibe to it. Well, people did rightly notice as well on the route there. We didn't need to do that. You could have just carried up on that road straight straight to Burnley, but I needed to make it 92 miles, didn't I? Right. You can't do 92 miles last year and then say to people, oh, it's 90.8 this year. You can't go backwards on you. You could have put your miles you. on somewhere else, though, couldn't you? Yeah, it's nice. It was, it was nice, actually. And there were some people who immediately reverted to their childhood state and started rolling down the hill. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I think hopefully it's been captured on video, I think. I think it's somewhere, yeah. Yeah. Um, so out of the golf course, in, into Billing, could spot Turf Moor just off there in, uh, mm. in the distance. Yeah. Premier League Turf Moor. And then just walking through through Burnley and all the it's marvellous pubs yeah. and there was some nice graffiti you remember what the graffiti said without looking I can't tell you but I might have it to was, I think it was it Ollie someone has a small penis yeah with a picture of a small penis that was that was very it was a typical graffiti penis as well it wasn't yeah, an actual yeah. it wasn't like a photograph of a no of a penis on a wall no I mean right. if it was as big as the graffiti it's huge right <laughs> well done Ollie <laughs> <laughs> but also those testicles are impractically sized right. you're going to struggle you're going to struggle with those I had been to Burnley before, so I, I kind of knew a couple of pubs to avoid. Mm. But I think you went in some, didn't you? That were We didn't go into that oh, you one. Just, you just had a look because in. Because it was problematic. <laughs> oh, no. Maybe not. Yeah, it was <laughs> Ollie Hughes, just to... Uh, Ollie Hughes. Ollie Hughes, good yeah. on you. Shout out to Ollie Hughes. Has a small penis. If you want to come on, Ollie, and um, <laughs> let us know if that's the case or not, feel free. Right of reply is yours. Uh, yeah, and into the, into the hotels and out into the pubs. What did you find, Rob? We had... There was just a little Italian restaurant next to our uh, travel lodge. You didn't give me the luxury hotels. Thank you very much, Michael. I think you were, you were looked after, weren't you? <laughs> I was in the Holiday Inn Express with Michael. He demanded. Mm. I think he was a suite that he demanded for yeah. us. Penthouse was yeah. it? Yeah. But if you're in a, if you're in a two, mm. you got you were Holiday Inn. If you were a single or if you were in a double bed or in a three, you were travel lodge. Right. I was trying to make the numbers fit. Dan, Dan told me the first day you put all your favourites in the Holiday Inn. <laughs> <laughs> true. Also true. And me. And um, I had to keep him close in case he had one of his turns <laughs> <laughs> for the best. One of his turns, idiot. Uh, yeah, Bolton was charming, wasn't it? And we got uh, Burnley. You mean uh, that's what I meant. Sorry, yeah. Uh, the two. The, I mean both. The, Yeah, they, 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 they merge in my in my mind because well, especially because we ended up in Weatherspoons again. It was it was Thursday, so it was Curry Club night, wasn't it? It was quite a sad Weatherspoons that one. Yeah. I found there was there was no one in it, and the taxi driver denied its existence. And we were like, <laughs> and even though we were parked outside it, and we said, "It's look, it says Weatherspoon on the sign." Yeah, we said Weatherspoons. He was like, "Yeah, it's shut down." I'm like, mm, I, I did look on the app a minute ago that you can place orders there. He was like, "Nah, shut down." Well, take us there anyway. And he pulled up outside it, pointed at it, and went. Well, it went there. You go. That's the pub you want. Right. It's was the old was it, was it the old Bolton Inn or something like that. Boot Inn, I think. Boot in, but it was like there you go. As if you said shut. It was like there's people. There's people outside it with pints. Man. Did, did he say good. that was shut last time I was here? <laughs> no, he just he just completely uh, straight faced was in like. Well, I told you it was shut, and we've got here and it's shut. And we walked in and ordered. And we all went, yeah, got, got some food. Dear me. Yeah, and we then, we were in a classy Italian restaurant next to a travel lodge watching. Chris, who's into his Italian football, had Cagliari, the second leg of their Serie B playoff on, and got chatting to the waiter, who I was convinced was actually from Burnley and just putting the accent on. <laughs> but uh, he was saying he's a Cagliari fan and ended up having a limoncello with us, which was nice. But oh, yeah, e- everything he was saying, whatever Chris said, he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, you're a Cagliari fan? He's like, yeah, yeah. He's like, tough first leg, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, very tough first leg. It's like, uh, he might have, uh, might pass it. He's like, oh, you're 2-0 down, aren't you? He's like, yeah, yeah, 2-0 down. Like, he's having you on, mate. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. And then from from Burnley, we walked past the Royal Deitch, the mm-hmm. pub. Past Been back to, back to the Royal Deitch, not the Royal Company anymore. Yeah, it was. It had a bit of spell in the middle where it was. It was not Royal Deitch, but it's back to where it should be now. I can only assume Deitch went down there and started kicking off. Oh, the locals were furious because it was named after a Belgian ripping shit down. Well, that's true. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I think we're there for a pint this time after my uh, my one on my practice walk. But we went past t- <laughs> Turf Moor, didn't we? As we as we passed and then went up the hill. See, Burnley and Bolton have a bad. Have a bit of a bad rep. Granted, Burnley Town Centre is a bit of an acquired taste, but just outside of it, it's lovely. Yeah, all the all the countryside around it and mm-hmm. stuff. It's great, especially the bit where you crossed over into Yorkshire and went back to Halifax. Yeah, I'm not quite sure which bit that was, but it was nice over the top. It was really it? nice. It was a very, very windy sort of Yorkshire water country, wasn't it? Lots of reservoirs around there, mm-hmm. but it was windy. So we were going up the big hill, and it was weird because it was deceptively not deceptively hot. It was quite the opposite. It was. It felt a bit cooler because we were walking into a headwind straight up, but was basically a Pennine Hill. It was classic sunburn territory. Yeah, you, say, it's very windy, so you not you don't realise how burnt you're getting. But I remember, like, like down, my front was absolutely bone dry, but my back was absolutely sweaty and cold. Uh, and it was at that point that I hit the Cocoda Mall as well because uh, that I'd started to get a, like just my groin was spasming, like, and, and my leg would give way. And this is this is one of the weird ail- ailments that you get on like a long distance walk. I didn't even know I had a problem there. Mm. And just like spasming, and my leg kept giving way like a, a lame horse. <laughs> they could have brought the curtain down I, I was going to say I, I did call for the screens so I just stopped and uh, did the Cocoda Mall and that's the difference between doing it I think like two years on the trot is that you know you're probably going to be alright you just need to power like, power through keep going and the uh, the painkillers will eventually see you through to the other side and uh, yeah struggled up that hill with me, my spasm in groin like this you've struggled I didn't struggle well you might I did it done. spinning on my cock <laughs> <laughs> did you run down the other side though Michael uh no, I didn't need to. I did. I heard it was a fall. <laughs> Elongated. But it's quite a steep descent, you know, and it hurts your legs when you're going downhill and you've been walking a lot because your like, quads take all the mm. all the impact, don't they? So I thought, do you know what? I'm just going to bloody jog this. Just jog it down. Uh, and, felt, do. and felt great. Oh, did you feel any benefit from getting up at 4am on the first day, by the way? <sighs> no. You didn't feel like you were high-performing? Uh, no. performance no. I did. I did think the night before that we'd be up at Jake O'Clock, but mm. it wasn't much fun, was it? Up at that Do you time. not feel like you've done some world class basics? Mm. I don't get in anything. Well, I had some um, cereal. <laughs> that was quite quite successful. Yeah, ate some toast and felt ill. Mm. Yeah, uh, and then so coming down the path off the off the top stone to Hardcastle Crags, which is beautiful stretch of woodland and paths. National Trust, National Trust property just outside Hebden Bridge, which is lovely as well. We had lunch in Hebden Bridge. It was it was on the walk into Hebden Bridge. That I stubbed my big toe twice on the path. Um, within about three or four hundred yards, which resulted in a bit of choice language, but it was in amongst all that having quite a profound moment about the gravity of what we felt like we were doing. You know, sun was shining through the trees, beautiful part of the world, loved it, even if it did hurt. And I got to be on calendar news after that as well, so that was good. And there was a really irked woman who was trying to get past you as you were striding along. The... Yeah, they managed to cut that out. There was like, just want, want this film for like thirty seconds. This woman was like, no, fuck off. Can you move that my way, please? Move my way, please. Should in the canal, really, but it would have. Um, wouldn't really been in the spirit of the walk when it's a shovel pensioner in a canal. <laughs> I mean, she did get quite upset. Yeah, I thought she'd have had it coming, truthfully. She could have really complained, but, you know. Lunch in Hebden Bridge, it was quite a long morning, wasn't it, that one? Yeah, because um, it's long. But yeah, I, there's now in between. That's really. when I had my wobble up the hill, trying to get over to uh, over to, uh, to Hebden Bridge. I loved that morning. It was beautiful. And I also got uh, strings for Yasmin on nice and early. That oh, really good. fired me up. There. Motivational. Yeah, yeah, I did. Oh, at the start and the end of that day. Beautiful. And then it was uh, a long old trek into to Halifax after that, 
via, how do you pronounce it exactly? The locals would have you pronounce it? Sorby Bridge. Sorby Bridge, that's so, it. Sowerby Bridge is how it looks yeah. to be written down, but it's, you've got to know. You've got to know these things. Uh, Sowerby Bridge, you know where we came off the canal uh, at Tool Lock? Do you know the fact about Tool Lock? You've already told me it, so but, you know, the deepest, please, please do the share deep, with the viewers. The, the, deepest lock, be... the deepest lock in England. Wow. wow. About a 19-foot drop, something I like that. I wish I'd have known that at the time. It would have made the whole lot better for you, I think, Rob, to be perfectly honest. And how was Halifax for you? It was a bit of a struggle on the way into Halifax there. I think I started to, my legs started to hurt. I like Halifax. Mm. Mm. I think it's a great place. Why? I don't know, really. just got a bit of a soft spot for it. Was, um, it, was it the karaoke? That, well, I mean, no. Historically, my mum my and dad are both from there, and my gran used to live there. She's not from, my gran's not from there, but lived there when I was... Um, up till I was about 10. So I spent a lot of time in Halifax as a kid. I didn't like the walk out of Sarby Bridge to, um, to Halifax. Up oh, that I'm bit, sorry. Uh, up that big hill up on the final hill. day. Yeah. In, the, in the punishing sunshine. <laughs> yeah, it was a bit steep, wasn't it? But um, yeah, my mate from school was a Halifax Town fan as well. So like in Jeff Horsfield era, Halifax Town, I used to go and watch them a fair bit as well. So yeah, I've, I, I like Halifax. I that, do as well. It feels because it's part of our little mm. patch here, isn't it? That last half mile into Halifax, like, I could see the hotel and everything, but that was listening back to Strings for Yasmin. I'm not sure why, but I started thinking of Stuart Dallas scoring the winner against Man City and I nearly started crying. <laughs> <laughs> Just got all emotional. <laughs> I was like, what am I doing? I don't know what's going on. Oh, uh, dear me. And then it was uh, Weatherspoons for food, for food again, wasn't it? Remarkably. It was, of course. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah that's when uh, that's when table numbers started getting put on Twitter. Uh, that hand. I think at this point you'd fully switched off. I think you, you sat next to me and you, I don't think you said anything. People kept speaking to you and you were just... I think I just you were for the most part checked out I think I was just exhausted by that point <laughs> just exhausted because I remember because that's when the, the pain had really kicked in in the legs I think by that mm. point and I was I was shuffling back to the, so I had a, my pint of lemonade and me, and me tea basket of chicken whatever chicken tenders and then shuffled off back to the hotel just to go lie down and that's when Phil tweeted the news about the takeover that's when it broke mm. when that story came out and then the, the the statement on the website shortly afterwards but um, yeah it was uh, it was hard work and I went back to I went to bed and this is the other thing, when you've when there's so much adrenaline and so many endorphins running through your body, you struggle to sleep, don't you? You can have very broken sleep. You either sleep like a baby or you, you just awake asleep or wake asleep. And I remember laying there because it was hot and the duvet just hurt my legs. Like just touching, <laughs> just touching my legs, the duvet hurt. Why, why is this hurt? And I was trying to lie on my side. Both my hips hurt by that point. Mm. So it was, I, had to, I had to find a position. Sort of in, I was in the, the recovery position basically on top of the duvet. And I and I found the optimum, the optimum thing was to open the there was like an inner window and an outer window because we were on a, a roundabout where the Premier Premier Inn, very nice, by the way. Thanks Premier Inn, Rob. Thanks, mm. Michael. Um, Sounds great. I had the window open just maybe about four or five inches and it was just allowing a little breeze to come in under the curtains and that's just, I found my optimum position. Fell asleep but then woke up about an hour later and Michael still wasn't there. <laughs> so he'd stayed in, you'd stayed in Weatherspoons and I think you eventually rocked in at two o'clock in the morning and we had a funny conversation. I couldn't get back to sleep so I slept for about an hour and a half get back to sleep because of the, the pain and the everything <laughs> and Michael rocked in at 2am <laughs> shit faced and what, and what did you say Michael? I honestly couldn't tell you can you remember it? I think you said something along the lines of oh it's 2 o'clock in the morning that's not very good is it boys and girls? <laughs> <laughs> like a children's TV presenter yeah. it was a mistake wasn't it? but no regrets absolutely no regrets yeah from, so from Spoons shout out to the man in Spoons as well working behind the bar who said I could have a free drink if I ordered it in a Sean Dyche voice which was nice. good. So that was nice. But loads of free drinks started arriving. So the next day when people were saying, oh, like the people who hadn't stayed out and, and witnessed all that went on that night, were like, <laughs> oh, what, what, what time are you out? So what were you drinking? And I was like, well, Guinness and lager and a pink gin, um, <laughs> oh some mini Guinness and a tequila, some hooch and a Smirnoff ice. <laughs> like all this, this random shit that kept, was like popping up later Smirnoff in the evening. Ice. Which you can get away with because it's full of sugar. My, you need my gums are still ruined from that evening. They're yeah. like, they're just, they're just, Furry. They're just like sore and bleedy all the time so as a result of so much bloody sugar. <laughs> but yeah, I ended up um, from yeah. Spoons, ended up in the White Horse. Never been before, but I've, I would confidently say it's the best pub I've ever been in. It was because there was a lot of karaoke going on. Yeah, there were, there were only about five other people in there, but then I think by then there were about 30 or 40 Leeds fans in there just taking it over. So. Yeah. It was great, but yeah, regrets to a degree the next morning. But it was when my alarm, it's one of those where you wake up before your alarm, but you think, ah, oh, back to sleep now. I'll get up, I'll get up and have a have a wee, glass of water, back to bed for a bit, 
because it's about four in the morning, surely. I looked up and my alarm was due to go off in like three minutes or something. You start going, cry. Oh, no. <laughs> Can't be. So I just got up and started getting ready to walk again. But before we get on to my exit from this walk, I uh, I need to mention you and the stuff that you had in the room because I've just looked on my photos and seen that your massage gun is photographed. You had a washing line. You brought little sheet, sheets to wash things in the sink. Well, you had an infla- saving money on the shirt, wasn't I? You had an inflatable pillow for your legs. I blew up that pillow when I got home at 2am. <laughs> I remember I remember doing that. So I remember thinking, oh, I'm going to pass out here. <laughs> Absolutely unbelievable. But did my toes stay nice and nice and slim? Didn't you, swell up, did, did you know, To be fair, it was my feet that uh, swelled more than anything, but I suffered again with my... Because I got toe blisters last year that got infected, and my little left one, my pinky toe, went again. So I bailed out, and on the final morning... To- Pathetic. But... <laughs> <laughs> you knew it was coming. You knew, you know, you know we've got to do the right thing and, and say, how, uh, say how abysmal it was that you didn't complete it. No, absolutely. No, <laughs> you, you, fe- you, you find to rinse me for it forever, forever more. Um, but I looked at a mouth, and they're like yellow, and I was like, this is not going to end well. I saw it last year. Like last year, I did what some people have done this year, which was to what you call deglove your toe, which is exactly as you mm. as you imagine. Uh, That's what my little toes did last year as well. It's not fun, is it? I, I liked it because they grew back, <laughs> and it was like a, a beautiful cocoon that grew around my, like a hardened skin and nail that grew around my little toe. And then one day, the whole thing, like I was clipped off, like a. Have you ever seen like a helmet off a Lego man? Yeah. That sort of satisfaction you went. <laughs> and underneath was a brand new little toe. Little rodent oh, no. toe. <laughs> but I, uh, so that was nice. I got my antibiotics. I had, I had a prescription for antibiotics before I even got home. So I got the train back home to Bradford from Halifax. Get anything you want in, Bra- in Halifax, go. <laughs> Just hang around the station and ask people. But... Wait, got antibiotics? <laughs> oh, dear me. But uh, yes, yeah, so I sent NH- the NHS a, a photo of me, my mongrel toe, and she was like, the funny thing was when I spoke to the to the lady at the um, it was the urgent treatment centre I just phoned up and she, they just send you a link saying send send some photos in and we'll we'll sort it out and she looked at my notes and she went is this the same toe as May and I went yeah it's May last year <laughs> she went ah oh, right I said yeah same charity walk same result M- really Mr Moylan is it yeah we'll yeah, put yeah. you through yeah <laughs> the usual and she did genuinely say to me did the antibiotics work last year and I was like yep uh, so she went right I'll just give you the same again which. There we go. There they are. Nearly finished. I've only got a couple of days left to go. And yeah, the, the toe's almost back to normal now, which is which is good. But the, yeah, I had the, uh, the cocoon moment yesterday mm. where it all just came off in one big... Listen, it. Yeah. And you can win that as a, <laughs> as a raffle prize. But you, so. your feet do go through the uh, the grated parmesan stage. Yeah. Uh, where you, it goes, right, if some of it's coming off, it's all coming off. And it all did. I almost feel bad this year. I didn't get any blisters. No. Really weird. Mm, I was like that last year. And I must admit, seeing the state of some of the other people on the walk I was like that really got me through I was like oh, I can't. it's not really look, too bad is it the, a lot of the pictures that have gone into the WhatsApp group they genuinely look like autopsy pictures or like <laughs> when you see on like a, a program where they dredge your body out of a lake <laughs> and it's been in there for six months and they're like oh we don't know who we don't know who it belongs to or like a foot will turn up in a bin somewhere is that where you put them <laughs> that's, that's the job of general vibe of that of yeah. that group I remember, I remember last year someone put a picture on the group during the walk and it was like a still from a horror film with like bones and stuff sticking out <laughs> because of some of the other photos that we'd already seen. I looked at it for about five minutes going, is this real? Or is this, I've, yeah. Oh dear me. Yeah, so I, I went and got my meds and actually I picked them up from Boots before you lot even got to lunch so I drove out to, to the, lunch, the lunch stop on uh, on the final day. Must be nice. It was nice. I, I saw you at lunch and I thought, oh, he's looking fresh. He's Cause, cause, this cause that's, that's when temperatures peaked because it got to about 30 degrees, didn't it, on uh, on Saturday. As, and, I, and I made the last bit of the journey in my air-conditioned car, which was... Uh, Absolute prick. I, I genuinely did drive past you on the road and I, and I felt really, really genuinely guilty, but also... For a bit. Really glad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad I'm not out there doing this anymore. But it, wasn't, it was nice to experience it from the other side and see what it looked like to a passerby rather than just being in the middle of it. Because when you're in the bubble and you're in the middle of it, you don't appreciate the mm. sort of scale of what you're doing. It's absolutely wild. It's absolutely amazing. But how was day four for you? It's all right, actually. A bit, bit demob happy. It was a lot of it was the same route as last year because we, we stopped at the the start of the day was different, but the end was the same. It was the Tempest Club in Driglington. We stopped out for lunch, which was a very good spot. But I remember getting to that point last year and thinking, I know I'm going to finish this now because there's only like eight miles to go. But I also feel like I, 
I can't do any more after that. Like, there's not a possibility my legs will carry me a step beyond Ellen Road. Whereas this time I got to lunch and I was like, I'm all right. I'm all right. <laughs> I'm all right this year. Don't bits, a fair few bits of me hurt, but like nothing is. I don't feel like there's a bit, a bit of my body that if someone was like flicked it, I would cry, which was very much the case last year. It's always tough that bit after lunch on the final day though, because you're getting giddy and you know you're in Leeds and you're recognising mm. certain places, but then you but then you do think, oh, still got eight miles that left. <laughs> We're not just be there in like half hour. It's like still a few hours to go. Yeah, and the brutal heat as well. It, it really was, wasn't it? Yeah. So, the, so the final day after Drake was a walk um, down the lower ring roads up into Bramley to the Gary Speed mural, which was there. Pay tribute to Gary, get a photograph there, and then the final march down to, to Ellen Road. That was when I started feeling, I think I started feeling, probably because I was more in pieces last year, I think I started feeling emotional sooner, but when we got started, when we got to the Gary Speed bit and everyone was everyone was being clapped into that, yeah. every, uh, mm. that's when I started feeling a bit like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm going to cry, maybe. <laughs> was there a moment that you did wobble in the end? Yeah, there were a few. Before, just before lunch, actually, a bloke pulled in not a Leeds fan, but he'd seen us all with the t-shirts on and stuff. And he was like, oh, what are you, what are you doing sort of thing? Like, and then he was like saying, he was talking about his experience of going to Andy's man club. I think he said he wants the one in Kirkstone. I was like, oh, it's absolutely brilliant. Oh, it's sort of saved my life. It's like, I've been going for years and stuff. And I was like, oh, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you sort of, you sort of think, oh, good. I'm glad. I'm glad. It's, it's, helped you. it's funny that like, I, I posted in the group, like to me, it was weird because, because you organise everything, Michael, you organise this whole thing. Like, and I've mentioned in the thank yous that I put in the group to to all the walkers, like to an almost like psychopathic level, the organisation that goes into this, the logistics of moving a hundred people that distance, feeding and watering and putting them up, it's it's huge. So thank you to you for for doing all that. But because it's a square ball thing, I've kind of got responsibility for it, but without any actual direct responsibility. I'm just—I was saying before—I'm kind of like just going along as the hype man and the show off. All you, all you have to do is walk it. <laughs> <laughs> but, but so, so to me, the whole experience is just like it's mired in my own head. It's, mm. it's purely a psychological experience for me. Just like having to show up and, and you know, it's nice to speak to everyone and kind of represent what we do and and all that stuff. But so it's all—it's all just it occupies my brain space for like for four days. Um, and I did, and, and I, I came close to it a few times, just like thinking, God, "This is amazing," but for no particular reason. Mm. Just I'm just really proud of what we did, and uh, the reason why we're doing it. And we finished at the low fields again, as we did last year. Walked down after a quick pint stop at the, at the Dragon, up at the top, down the Ginnell, down Lowfields Road, having a little sing song through the tunnel, and finished that at the East Stand, where we got got photos, having been greeted by friends and family as well. Mine didn't show up this year. Obviously, not that impressed. Mm. I was, imagine I bailed out, didn't I? So I was like, I'm the shame now. They were, they were, they were, they were, they were, rightly, they were rightly ashamed of you. <laughs> like in Game of Thrones. Locks changed when you got home. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I, uh, it was nice, wasn't it? Then we went into the, uh, is it the Bremner Lounge, Bremner Suite? Yeah. It's in the West Stand, just for, for a pint of pint and a chance for everyone to say bye to each other and, uh, and head off for, back to their own separate lives. But it was lovely as well to meet all the Walkers' families and partners and see the kids running around and meet the parents and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, another, another nice moment. It's um, that bit when you get to Lowfields Road, I think, Road, I think is the bit where everyone sort of puts their sunglasses on because yeah. everyone's getting yeah. a bit teary. But it's, yeah, that bit right at the end. It's a bit weird once you actually do get to Allen Road and you see your family or whatever because it's kind of like, oh, we're done. I don't really know what to say. No. Yeah. And they're like looking at me for like, well, what, come on, what have you got to say? And I was like, I don't really know. We just walked like really far. But it's that bit at the right at the end of Lowfields Road when everyone's together and everyone's, mm. yeah, we're waiting for the last person so we can all do it in one final go you do think bloody hell it's also pretty much the only time in the, the week that everyone is together because naturally you get there are some lunatics at the front who do like yeah. average like 3.8 miles an hour for, Which the, is a for, the, for the entire 92 miles and like have just done so early there are others who are lingering at the back looking at people wiping their asses. <laughs> exactly yeah hoping to get a glimpse through someone's window <laughs> <laughs> everywhere he goes just walking slowly the peeping toms yeah <laughs> No, you're absolutely right. And yeah, it's a nice, nice little homecoming together to yeah. to the finish line. And the re- the reason why we all did it is it's on the front of Rob's t-shirt. It's on you're in the walk t-shirt there, Mike. I hope you've washed it again since with, your little, with the little washing sheets that you brought. It's got along. in my washing machine. I've got a washing machine at home. Ah, I've splashed out there. Yeah, absolutely. Not, I'm not doing it in the. In I imagine you used to save money. You've got a little washboard, uh, hand washing stuff. Dried every night, <laughs> nice and fresh. Was Andy's man club, and uh, to cap it all off, to understand where the money's going. And it's a lot of money. We've done over like over 61 and a half grand as it stands at the minute. Money's still coming in. So first of all, thank you so much if you've donated. I mean, wow. If you haven't, the squareball.net slash Gary Speed. Yeah, the link is on there. You still can. And it's going to Andy's Man Club. Andy's Man Club, we've done stuff with them before. Please do check out the episodes on our feed. It's um, it's a suicide prevention charity for men. And 
it, to me, it only existed in the abstract. I went along to one of the groups on, on Monday just to see what it was like, to see where the money was going because I wanted to move it from just an idea in my brain to being a thing that I've actually experienced. And wow, I find it hard to put into words how profound I found it. And obviously I was carrying all those emotions with me from being on the walk for a few days. And it was all heightened, like I say, by the fact that I was, you know, it was all in my brain, kind of my responsibility towards the walk and over the walk was all there. It felt like a perfect way to end it and a way to understand the direct impact that the money will have in setting up these groups. It's so many volunteers who work for Andy's Man Club, but they have people who coordinate the facilitators in the groups. So it will possibly enable them if they can put a couple more full-time staff in to open hopefully dozens, many more groups elsewhere where these people who are in the paid jobs can oversee the volunteers. Mm-hmm. And it is really transformative. It's so worth going along. Even if you're in a good place and you don't need that support, go along and just check out one session and see what Andy's Man Club does, if you're eligible, of course. It's just, it's it blew me away. It absolutely blew me away. And what goes on inside the sessions is confidential, so not going to repeat it here, but we'll just say that the way that some of the blokes in there were struggling and opened up and the benefits they will get from doing that, it will genuinely, genuinely save lives. So if you donated, thank you. I mean, it is money that's going to go towards saving lives. It's, it's a fantastic cause. I think the, the sort of grassroots element of it really can't be stressed enough either. It is a, is to say it's done on the cheap would be to discredit it, but it's, it's, it's done on a budget that's pretty, pretty strict. They do tea and biscuits yeah. and they're getting venues where they're, I don't know if they have to rent them all or if they can blag some for free or whatever, but it, like I say, it's very heavily volunteer led. A lot of the people who work for it now, people like um, Ollie, who we've had on the podcast, like he's someone who started off going to sessions and became a facilitator and has since kind of taken that on as his job. And Andy, who we spoke to, Andy Greenway, we spoke to last year, he was the same. He was someone who went to it, ended up working for them. He's, he's, he's moved on to a job in education now, I think. But it's it's kind of, that's the way it all comes from the ground up, does this stuff. Yeah. It, started, it started organic, it started in Halifax, didn't it? And um, the backstory to it is that, that, that Andy, not Andy Greenway, but um, the Andy of Andy's Man Club, died by suicide in his early 20s. And it was his brother-in-law and his family who set up this club to try and prevent the same thing that happened to Andy happening to other people. If he'd have had somewhere like this to go, people to talk to, it might have saved his life, they reasoned. And it's growing, it's growing organically out of its base in Halifax, across West Yorkshire, into different areas. And honestly, the work they do is just unreal. And it's, it's such a simple concept as just getting people in a room to talk. And the hardest bit is step one, which is going there in the first place. There was a guy who was at the session on Monday who said it was a, the first week was the week before for him and he'd spent 40 minutes outside in his mm. car not sure whether he could go in and he did and then Monday was his second session 20 minutes in his car because he still felt nervous even though he'd experienced it mm. because it's a big thing it's a big step to take but and I felt nervous funnily enough going in there and I'm you know I'm in a good place I wasn't in a good place three years ago and I could have done with something like that to go to and unload it all but I still felt a little bit of trepidation because it's like that going into any new dynamic but it do you know what it's brilliant it's just brilliant and I cannot recommend highly enough that you go try it even if you're in a good place just to go offer some support to the people who need it. And it'll also maybe just frame your own problems because everyone's got their own shit. Everyone's carrying their own little bag of bricks, no matter what it is. There's always something. Um, and it might just give it a little bit of context and make you see that, you know, things are all right after all. But I say it's a simple idea. Putting men in a room as a football, black football with an Andy's Man Club logo on it. When you're holding it, it's your turn to talk. You don't have to talk. You can stay silent. You can just pass the ball on. You don't have to, have to identify yourself, give your name, give any details. Maybe for some people, just being there is enough and hearing other people speak. And it's five questions uh, each week. The first three are the same every week, which is, how's your week been? Question number two is, tell us something good about your week. Question number three is, is there anything you want to get off your chest? And you can indulge as much or as little as you want with those questions. But it was amazing seeing like, there's one guy in particular in the group that I was in who struggled to get his words out at the start. He got quite upset. But by question three, he was able to start vocalizing the things that had, he'd found really really difficult that week so it, it clearly helped him and there's so much support within the group as well and, and it's not wanky it's not pretentious it's just ordinary blokes talking and just it's it's, mar- it's marvellous I just cannot say enough good things about the work that they do and how transformative it is and how proud I am that we've we've done this and thanks to you that you've ponied up and just given us a few quid to to cover it off because it's it's amazing I'm so so proud that we've done it so congratulations to you as well and we are still doing the podcast with them it's just end of season and walk planning yeah it was all a bit much wasn't it so so yeah. we're, but we are uh, yeah we are going to be 
we're going to be kicking those off again shortly, aren't we? Yeah, so. and I think it'd be worth speaking to somebody from AMC as well to find out from their perspective what the money will do hmm. and the, the impact that it'll have on the lives that the blokes that are in these groups. Um, and maybe get a couple of guests on as well to talk about mental health and, and continue that conversation. Just continue to normalise hmm. the conversations around it because I realise sitting in there, we, we talk about mental health all the time and we've channeled our own experiences. I've channeled my own experience with a, a dip in mental health into doing those podcasts because I felt able to do so. You just want to kind of want to you know, turn it into something good. So many people struggle talking about it. I realised that by being in the group on mm. session on Monday, like it's so hard for some people who maybe absorb all the problems of the people around them and, and nobody's there to look out for them in particular. So yeah, keep on talking and we'll uh, we'll keep walking. Is that, the, is that the bargain these days now? <laughs> next year? Don't know what we're doing next year. We'll do something. <laughs> Give the feet a rest first. But honestly, what an experience for anybody who was um, inside our little sort of four-day bubble. It's, it's magic, isn't it? Um, it's weird to come out of it. Yeah, back into civilian life. <laughs> yeah, it really is. When you wake up, you wake up that morning, you're like, nothing to do. Well, I have, but it's not walking. <laughs> it's not just getting up and there's a sort of a, a nice simplicity, actually, to so just that, you know, in that's your day. Mm-hmm. Then you've just got to get up, put your shoes on and hit the pavements. It's quite, it's quite refreshing in some ways. I absolutely loved opening the WhatsApp group the day after the walk and it was Martin who came down from Newcastle to join the walk, just putting a video up at like half seven, eight a.m. being like, well, didn't know what to do, so... Thought I'd come for a stroll. <laughs> Good on you, man. But yeah, what an experience. So proud that we've done it and so grateful for you ponying up and giving the money. It, it'll go a long way. It'll do some some real good um, in the world. And that's better than the alternative, I think, isn't it? There, thank you for joining us on this. We'll see you soon. The Square Ball Podcast. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 